Welcome to Platypod, the official podcast of the Committee for the Anthropology of Science, Technology, and Computing. Here, we host dialogues and conversations about the theories, tools, and social interactions that explore questions at the intersection of anthropology and science and technology studies. This bonus content is a reading from Platypus, the Castag blog. Enjoy! Hippocrates Against Protocols Experiments, Experience, and the Evidence-Based Medicine in Brazil by Rosana Castro Introduction In this text, I address processes in which science is being claimed, shaken, disputed, and unpredictably rearticulated in Brazil's medical field. Specifically, I consider denialist practices and movements during the COVID-19 pandemic based on an ethnographic approach to a variety of actions by medical groups and institutions that are critical of the vaccination against COVID-19 and instead defend the use of drugs considered ineffective by other groups for the early treatment of the disease, I seek to highlight how their practices rearticulate, transform and dispute new meanings, values and practice for science rather than just simply reject it. Although they are publicly named by the media and scientists as denialists, their practices and discourses, as well as the repercussions of their actions, do not seem to be well explained by the mere vulnerability to misinformation, lack of understanding of the technical aspects of the disease, or even the supposedly self-explanatory diagnosis of a frankly anti-science position. On the contrary, As I demonstrate on this essay, these groups resort to different constructions of science to produce their arguments and defend themselves against criticism. They do this by repositioning the content and legitimacy of the evidence on different axes than those of evidence-based medicine, EBM, while at the same time claiming EBM's authority. In this sense, the following question animates these texts. Since the practices of these doctors can be recognized as denialist, how can this concept refer to something beyond a simple and direct refusal of everything that is usually called science? According to the Cambridge Dictionary, denialism means the claim or belief that something did not happen or is not true when it's generally accepted that it did happen or is true. In other directions, contributions from the SDS, or Science, Technology, and Society Studies, have thickened more restrictive perspectives on the concept of denialism, signaling dimensions and active practice common to different social actors involved in this type of social action. Different studies have dissected characteristics of the central actions of groups and institutions involved in articulations related to climate, historical, pandemic, and other denialisms in specific contexts, tackling their diverse lines of mobilization, argumentation, and updating. Examples range from the production and dissemination of dissent and doubts regarding evidence considered consensually consistent in the scientific community, to activation of scientific credentials associated with the production of pseudo-facts, to the practice of digital influencers, which lend credibility to conspiracy theories and contribute to the formation of collectives of believers.
During the most intense years of the COVID pandemic, the concept of denialism widely studied in the field of STS became a nationally known word in Brazil. Whether as a noun or inflected as an adjective, this word has been circulating in the Brazilian press in reference to the disqualification, neglect, or even confrontation of scientific statements made by former far-right president Jair Bolsonaro and his ministers, allies, supporters, and voters. On the other hand, the same term has been used to describe a broader set of practices that are not limited to the withdrawal or active refusal of information arising from evidence or scientific consensus. For example, on May 3, 2023, an article published in one of the largest newspapers in the country stated, as president, he, Bolsonaro, propagated denialist speeches and used the words hysteria and fantasy to classify the reaction of the population and the press to the pandemic. Bolsonaro also distributed ineffective medicines for the disease, encouraged crowds, acted against the purchase of vaccines by the Ministry of Health, spread false information about COVID-19, and carried out campaigns of disobedience to protective measures, such as the use of masks." End of quote. Referring to issues related to the speeches, movements, and decisions of the former president, the news highlights a wide range of actions and practices that constituted the denialist policies of Bolsonaro's government during the pandemic. Faced with the traction that denialist practices gained in the pandemic, Amit Prasad argues that overreaching categories such as science slash anti-science far from making us better understand what is going on, trap us into dualistic divides within which techno-social and historical specificity of the context in which misinformation spreads is lost. In this sense, the author proposes that we deepen our reflections on the deployment of a historical categories of science-slash-anti-science in context of disinformation as part of a strategy to better understand and act in relation to these practices. This proposition is particularly pertinent when we ethnographically approach the phenomenon of the formation of groups of Brazilian doctors who defended and still defend the use of drugs for the treatment of COVID, whose efficacy and safety were consistently discredited by international scientific and public health communities. Inspired by this concern, uh, concern about the specific and contextual dynamics, dynamics of denialist groups, in this essay I describe how Brazilian denialist medical groups and institutions simultaneously criticize and appropriate EBM, characterizing it as a field corrupted by collectivist interests and big pharma. On the other hand, I highlight how they claim EBM to support their own medical practices. In doing so, however, they translate EBM into something different, less related to the social technical practices of randomized clinical trials and closer to what they call Hippocratic medicine, that is, medicine based on doctor-patient relationship and on knowledge arising from the doctor's individual experience. In this context, I argued that experiment and experience 
are tensioned and constitute a fundamental element in the dispute for medical authority through the resource and transformation of EBM contents and practices, and not necessarily in spite of it. Identifying the terms of this dispute is therefore a fundamental step towards critically understanding the values and practices that constitute the epistemic dimensions of denialism and mapping its deleterious effects on global and local health policies and institutions. Part 2. Medical Autonomy, Medical Authority Quote, Can medicine be bureaucratized by evidence-based medicine to the point of impeding physician autonomy? End of quote. This is how, on March 28, 2022, an anchor journalist began a live broadcast by the Association Magicus Pela Vida, Doctors for Life, or MPV. Such broadcasts are one of the main activities of the group. The MPV is an association that has been operating since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic and, as stated on its website, aims to treat people affected by COVID-19 early in order to prevent them from being hospitalized, intubated, and at risk of death. During the pandemic, the position defended by the MPV and other professionals in tune with its perspective were strongly criticized by scientists from renowned institutions, press vehicles, and civil society groups given the denialist, conspiratorial, and anti-vaccine content of their speeches. Since then, the group has argued that its position cannot be seen as opposition to science, but rather a sense, a defense of the fundamental freedoms of medical practice based on scientific evidence. In this sense, still in the introduction of the aforementioned live broadcast, the host read the following message from one of the MTV coordinators. Doctors for Life is not against evidence-based medicine. It is against the attempt, attempt to make laboratories and the media more important than the doctor. Hippocratic medicine establishes a relationship between the doctor and the patient that, one, that no one can interfere with. It is the doctor who defines the treatment." End of quote. The discussion proposed in the video connects to a broad set of MPV actions. Since 2020, the date of the of publication of its first manifesto, the group brings together thousands of doctors from different Brazilian states. On the internet, MPV organizes discussions, live broadcasts, online courses, and also publishes articles, opinion columns on Twitter, Gather, and in groups on Telegram and on its website. In these di digital spaces, the MPV disseminates its proposals and practices that are critical of vaccination and non-pharmacological measures to prevent COVID-19, and yet, at the same time, defend different pharmaceutical treatments for COVID, both for the early stages of the disease and for preventive use. For the group, COVID-19 has a simple, simple and cheap cure, the early treatment with drugs such as chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, nitazoxanide, zinc, vitamins, colchicine, androgen, and other compounds. In this scenario of strong sympathy for medicines, the exception is the vaccines against COVID-19, the use of which the group emphatically rejects. Characterized as dangerous experimental te technologies, 
vaccines are currently described as products whose risks are underestimated and intentionally ignored by pharmaceutical companies, national and international health organizations, scientific associations, and political leaders. These technologies are evaluated against the background that depicts sanitary measures to contain the pandemic as a perverse global alignment prioritizing the control and suppression of individual freedoms, quote Loreto. As described in one of the articles signed by one of the MTV coordinators, Loreto, the COVID-19 pandemic corresponds to a planned and premeditated event constituting the greatest health fraud in the history of mankind, orchestrated by institutions such as the WHO, health agencies, mainstream media, social media, large corporations, and governments with authoritarian tendencies all lined up." End of quote. According to the doctor who authored the article, the offering of a medical solution to the pandemic would be associated with the imposition of collective behaviors of adherence to immunization, driven by the greed for profits of big pharma. Thus, the use of this technology, the vaccines, would be far from being based on science and closer to faith and corruption. He says, first, we need to know if we're talking about faith or science, because science is done with the free debate of ideas, arguments, and scientific articles. And what we are seeing is the curtailment of the debate, and as the final word, there are the speeches of the CEOs of pharmaceutical giants. End of quote. Members of MPV view the questioning by scientific organizations about early treatment drugs and the defense of vaccination with similar suspicion. In that same article, the coordinator of MPV argues that the scientists, scientific information in that same article, the coordinator of the MPV argues that the scientific legitimacy of vaccines was only made possible through the discrediting of treatments for COVID-19, and therefore, the truth about the efficiency of early treatment was masked. He says, quote, but the approval of these experimental products by the agencies, erroneously called vaccines, depended on the total lack of drug options. What is the result? A fight against truth never before seen in humanity, perhaps worse only in the Middle Ages, where scientists were burned at the bonfire of Inquisition, end of quote, by Loreto. In that direction, a gynecologist and obstetrician present at the MPV livestream mentioned above asked during her presentation, why can you only vaccinate and can't provide treatment, right? That's what we've been asking ourselves all this time. In her answer to this question, the doctor returned not only to the elements of the so-called sanitary fraud, but linked them to the field of EBM. Quote, and then we began to see that the second fact, evidence, evidence, scientific evidence, that there is a huge conflict of interest between the manufacturers and the journals that publish this evidence. Who's funding this? So, who's behind all this? In this framework, the production of evidence and its evaluation and publication in scientific journals 
is described as part of a suspicious articulation of national and international actors that threaten diverse nations with the authoritarian measures they propose, such as vaccination and the development of protocols for medical practice. Therefore, in different activities organized by the MPV, doctors and guests advocate for medicine based on their observations and experiences of doctors themselves and in the interaction with their patients. As explained by the surgeon member of the MPV Association at the end of his participation on the aforementioned March 2022 broadcast, from now on, medicine will be different. Medicine will be practiced by doctors and not by protocols based on evidence of stock profits from those who manufacture those drugs. We need a Brazilian society of infectology and others like it, committed to patients, committed to the dignified ethical use of medicine, based on our clinical ob observations, not based on protocols issued as if they were releases by the pharmaceutical industries." End of quote. This medicine, according to advocates of the early treatment, would simultaneously rescue the fundamentals of scientific practice and values of Hippocrates, both assumed as pillars for the medical practice and healthcare. In this equation of EBM with corruption, combined with the presentation of practices based on the individual experience of doctors as a rescue of medicine, scientific evidence does not have its place in medical practice completely discarded. On the contrary, early treatment defenders evoke a particular synthesis of clinical practice and of its production to corroborate the systematization of individual medical care and the exchange of information between professionals as a legitimate and privileged space for knowledge making. In the first months of 2020, the Federal Council of Medicine, or CFM, the highest regulatory body responsible for supervising medical practice in Brazil, issued a document that authorized Brazilian doctors to prescribe chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine for cases of COVID-19 in all the stages of the disease. Recognizing the lack of scientific evidence to associate the use of these drugs with the treatment of the disease, the CFM's position to release the early treatment was based on medical autonomy to prescribe and define treatment and exempted its prescribers from any possibility of punishment. In 2021, during an interview with Estadão, one of the biggest newspapers in the country, the president of CFM at the time, Mauro Ribeiro, explained the content of the document like this. He says, we do not support any time of treatment, nor do we condemn it. We do defend the autonomy of the doctor, a Hippocratic principle, and we will always defend it. The treatment of diseases is being criminalized in Brazil. Journalists give definitive op opinions. Politicians give definitive opinions. The only one who's not being heard is the Brazilian doctor. During the interview, Ribeiro also evaluated scientific evidence and how it should be used in the context of clinical practice. When asked about the different clinical studies and positions taken by institutions, such as the WHO, concerning chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine, he contrasted the evidence produced in controlled studies with that arising from clinical practice. The first, 
was manufacture in air conditioning without stress, and the second, in the physician's words, came from observational experience and were produced within the scope of experience, with an insecure patient crying in front of us, afraid of the disease, with their family stressed, in his words. In this sense, the doctor explained that, given the context of the pandemic, it would be necessary to, and I quote, take into account the doctor at the end, not the one who stays in the office reading studies and has never met a patient in his life. The practice of medicine is a different thing, and we have to take all that into account. We cannot take scientific studies and make a decision based only on these factors. These are important, but they're not the only ones." End of quote. Under this framework, deployed by the former CFM's president, EBM is not described as a broad field of suspected corruption. Instead, it is a set of practice, practices that do not automatically exclude evidence from, from clinical trials, but articulate and subordinate them to the physician's observational experience accumulating throughout their clinical practice. Thus, in line with Leticia Cesarino, doctors operate an inversion of the pyramid of evidence in which what was at the base went to the top, what was marginal went to the center, and what was orthodoxy and the gold standard has not been overlooked, but has been pushed into the background. And these are Leticia Cesarino's words. On the other hand, the reorganization of the pyramid of evidence-based medicine on the affirmation of medical autonomy and the primacy of individual judgment establishes medical, practice, medical experience as an encompassing axis of experimentality, rearticulating it as a privileged field of production of evidence for medical practice. In this sense, some events like the CFM's document that authorized the off-label use of some drugs to treat COVID-19 can be cited as example of this rearticulation. Likewise, there are the ways uh, that different professionals involved in the MPV's actions developed their hypotheses, observations, and specific medical procedures for patients with COVID-19 triggering different drug combinations according to their own clinical evaluations. With their specificities, both perspectives on EBM outlining this essay converge towards a defense of the autonomy of practice and authority of medical experiences, synthesized in the notion of Hippocratic medicine. As highlighted in the figure below, one of the posts of the campaign launched by the CFM on its social network accounts in 2021, the organization understands that medical autonomy to prescribe drugs for COVID-19 also implies the recognition of its maximum epistemic and professional authority in the definition of health treatments. In this context, the activation of the Hippocratic tradition resumes an old conflict present within the field of medicine, corresponding to different tensions, combinations, and disputes between artistic and scientific approaches to medicine. In the words of Stephen Epstein, the dispute can be summarized as follows. On the one hand, modern scientific medicine is associated with universal, homogeneous, and standardized approaches, approaches to patient care, 
often preached under the rubric of a movement called evidence-based medicine, which prescribes treatments protocols that are well supported by research. On the other hand, when treating individual patients, physicians frequently reject those standardized formulas, which they sometimes dismiss as cookbook medicine, in favor of more particularistic approaches that depend less on data than on experience and seasoned judgment, the art as opposed to the science of medicine." End of quote. In the case discussed here, however, there are different ways of equating artistic and scientific elements of EBM. While some physicians conspiratorially characterize EBM and advocate the need to purge its protocols, considered suspicious and spurious, Others bet on an encompassing combination of individual medical practice with scientific studies, subordinating the evidence produced in experimental context to observational experience. Final part, against protocols towards a more neoliberal medicine. There is no doubt that what is called constructed, disseminated, and disputed as science in the field of Brazilian medicine is now seated on murky grounds. However, what is at stake is not just a stricto sensu anti-science position, but a disqualification of EBM as part of a broader set of criticisms of measures to regulate social practices, including medical ones, especially the ones in which there is a certain collectivity as targeted audience or subject of care. In general, MPV and other defenders of early treatment for COVID-19 consider actions by the state and by national and international public health organizations as threats to individual freedom and national sovereignty, in line with movements by other groups that disseminate neoliberal conspiracy theories in the context of pandemic in Brazil. Regarding this aspect, a journalist invited to a live broadcast by MPV on March 14, 2023, entitled The Future of Medicine and Doctors in Brazil, stated that the filling of protocols in the field of medicine is part of a broader global movement. In his words, this health issue is a fundamental vector in the current dispute between a unipolar world and a multipolar world, a world where in, in unipolarity it was desired that countries would lose their sovereignty in their policies, including health policy, losing that sovereignty that would be placed at the level of international organizations such as the WHO. In this context, if tensions between EBM and artistic medicine did not straightforwardly emerge with the pandemic, the pandemic nonetheless denoted a different, particular unfolding of this conflict, marked by the strengthening of strategies for articulating the classical medical tradition with contemporary forms of economic, political, and epistemic neoliberal organization. Despite systematic discourses of return or the conservation of values and practices of classical medicine, the defense of Hippocratic values heralds efforts to go, that go beyond claiming the place of medicine in previous centuries. The recent movement of the MPV group and the CFM point to the configuration of sociabilities 
and practices in which the evocation of Hippocrates rejects protocols and different plans of action and moves towards the expansion of the sphere of individual freedoms to the professional field of medicine. In this sense, and I quote Wendy Brown, the protection of the personal protected sphere so expanded is the means by which traditional and liberty repels their enemies, the political and the social, the rational and the planned, the egalitarian and the statists, end of quote. Therefore, criticisms of EBM's standardized and protocol-based conduct, including state policies based on scientific evidence, are associated with the defense of the use of early treatment drugs, anti-vaccine positions, and the questioning of institutions and scientific consensus, and even the support of extreme far-right-wing leaders. Furthermore, they dangerously converge to a broad rejection of measures with collective basis and to a strong defense of neoliberal forms of practicing medicine. Within these groups, evidence-making and medicine practicing are considered legitimate as they reject institutional and regulatory mediations and health actions aimed at collectivity in favor of individual stances and knowledge-making and healthcare. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any comments and feedback, feel free to share them with us on the blog. You can find the link to the post in the description of the episode.